Hello and welcome to Stuck in the Elevator Pitch. We're the two dudes and we like to talk, so here, the only way we can elevate a pitch is when we get stuck in it. So join us in the hot, sweaty metal box of this podcast as we pitch to you our new Star Wars video game. Nat, Nat, um, so, so the, the, the doors won't open. Um, I can't, I can't get out. What do you we mean, do? I am stuck in this sweaty metal box with you. Yes, this <laughs> big box of metal that we are now stuck in. What can we do? Oh no. Oh, the well, only thing I can think is that we talk about a Star Wars video game. Maybe I could pitch my idea to you. I don't really want to hear it, but sure, go on then. Fine then, we'll just sit in silence. <laughs> Won't make a no. very good podcast, but you know, whatever. <laughs> God, I'll listen to it. I want to hear it. I actually am really excited to hear what you've got. As am I. Okay, so my Star Wars video game mm-hmm. doesn't have a name because I didn't think of one. I was too busy making a good game. The name <laughs> shouldn't matter, okay? No. I'll think of one by the end of this pitch. So, set yourself into the world of the Clone Wars. We're heading right back to what is my favourite era, my favourite time period in Star Wars history. The, we, are at the, we are going into the fall of the Republic and the Sith are slowly rising, but at the heart of it we have a battle between the clones and the droids. My vision for a game is a team-based shooter, unlike any Star Wars game we've seen before, apart from the ones I reference in this, in which case, like the ones we've seen before. (laughs) It would be a player versus everyone, I think that's what the E stands for, PVE. Yeah, I think so. Or asymmetric shooter. So it will have modes that are PVE and modes that are asymmetric. Mm -hmm. The game itself will be centred around one small hub, which will be one of the Republic big ships but i don't know what they're called they're the ones that became the star destroyers oh, the, the cruisers yeah cruiser that's the one the republic cruisers so that's the hub so everything you need will be accessed in this mm-hmm. who you play so you play the clone troopers you are them this isn't a game about the jedi or particularly the sith this is just the men on the front lines where there aren't jedis around mm-hmm. this is not a story driven game this isn't about creating lore or anything like that. It's just fun shooting battles set in the Star Wars universe. Mm-hmm. You have a choice of five classes of trooper, with more to be added through DLC. Classic, heavy, who'd have a minigun, a medic who can heal, a captain, probably just the Captain Rex dual-wielding star mm-hmm. captain, and a sniper. Okay. The number of players would predominantly be four co-op players, mm-hmm. but there may be certain modes that vary, so there's some flexibility within the game. Mm-hmm. That means what what you can also do is choose. Everyone could be a classic character. Everyone yeah. could be a heavy. Yeah. Apart from again specific game modes or events, there's no limit on what you can do or who you can play. Mm-hmm. as I said we will be adding more classes and weapons via DLC 
and I'm I'm thinking of each character would have one sort of set weapon which would maybe have the same fire rate and ammo count, but they might have different abilities that vary the ammo or the fire rate slightly. Okay. Yeah? Mm-hmm. So, for example, the classic might be an automatic weapon, but it might have... Um, there might be another version that's... Uh, I can't even think what it's called, where it fires three at once. Yeah. Three. Yeah? So, to talk about the game modes, what kind of gameplay would we have in this game? I'm going to reference some games so you can get an idea of what we, mm-hmm. what we'd have. We would have Planet Defense. And mm. yes, I am making up all these names as I go along. <laughs> I forgot my... to name them all. <laughs> so anyone who's played Plants vs. Zombies Garden Warfare is aware of the Garden Ops or Graveyard Ops missions where you play a team of four plants and you're defending a garden. Mm-hmm. This would be a similar concept to that with waves of AI enemies. Your clones have to defend something valuable on the surface. The way I think we could incorporate story would either be to create our own original missions or use events that we know happened and you're mm-hmm. playing them as in this game mode. Okay. We'd want a variety of different maps and I see this currently as the main game mode in the game. This this is the standard one. Mm-hmm. Next, I'm going to talk about one of the asymmetrical ideas I have. So imagine a canyon style planet where there's lots of High areas and low areas, lots of different levels. Mm-hmm. Here, our four clone troopers land with one single mission to defeat the Sith. Whether it be Count Dooku or Darth Maul or Darth Sidious himself, your four clone troopers have a mission of taking down this one Sith using mm-hmm. environmental interaction as well as their own weapons and traps. While the core weapon handling would be the same in each mode things like damage would vary but also other abilities characters may have so here each character would be able to bring their own trap in quotation marks some way of taking down um the sith whether it be something offensive Mm -hmm. or for example the medic may have a force field that he can lay down and protect you from the advances of this sith Think Evolve, the way you have a team who takes out this big monster. Yeah. And specifically that is because the Sith would be played by another player. Ooh, okay. It wouldn't be necessary. Potentially we'd have an AI, but it would be possible to have some Sith being players. Because I really like the asymmetric gameplay. And we'll come on to rewards later on. Mm-hmm. The next two games I want to reference are two... Star Wars games that are very close to my heart and I had a great deal of of joy looking through old footage and trying to remember the intricacies of how they all worked. Mm -hmm. The first one I'm going to talk about is one that most of you will probably have heard of, Lego Star Wars 3, The Clone Wars. Yeah. And the specific mode I want to reference is the battlefield levels. Yeah. Where you were launched down as Jedi and clones and you built up a battlefield where you took on an enemy. Differing significantly from Battlefront with a horde of 40 playable characters, this game mode has your four clone troopers running the battlefield. Whether that's constructing barracks, cannons, or vehicle depots, you guys are running the battle as well as fighting it and leading these forces into battle. 
I like the idea of this being a player versus everyone mode, but I would also accept um, uh, maybe incorporating the droid side into this so mm-hmm. every game mode can be played as the clones or the droids. But mm-hmm. it would be clear that both sides have the same main abilities. There's no mm-hmm. advantage to being either particularly. It's just a different skin to play against. I envision Battlefield as almost a game of risk. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily team-based, but more of strategy and working out where to put things and how to build things um, than just running and gunning and shooting as many people as possible. So mm. potentially creating a prep phase where you have an um, amount of credits that you have to use to build. Mm. The next game I want to reference, some of you may never have heard of, because I couldn't even remember what it was called. <laughs> the Clone Wars Adventures. Oh. Which was a Mama Paw game which came out, I don't know, 2010, something like that, when the Clone Wars TV show was at its height. It was a big open world where you could explore different planets, but also had a series of mini-games. And the one that I remember, the one that was a huge influence on me, was the Republic Defender game mode, which was a tower defense game mode where hordes of droids came and you had to build turrets. Mm -hmm. Similar to the battlefield mode, this would be a running of a tad event. You would still be your clone operative, potentially also being able to switch to a map view so you can see the map from far away, but you are building and gunning down droids yourself. You are in the in the tower defense. You are one of the people running and managing it. Mm-hmm. And I think that is the completely unique game mode that we haven't seen in any first-person shooter before. It really requires a different approach this is not your call of duty shooter this is something that's all about thinking strategy and most importantly destroying droids the final game mode and i see these as either monthly or potentially seasonal events Mm -hmm. is where you take your four clones on missions specific set missions and tasks on a planet this would be where the story comes into it. So you could have a through line of story across these missions. If you want the reference, the only thing I'll say is GTA Five Heists. <laughs> where you take part in a series of tasks to come to this final battle. Again, all versus AI people. Mm-hmm. I think the combination of these game modes, the variety of gameplay, makes this a unique gaming experience which doesn't feel like the majority of Star Wars games which we've had so far, which are the Squadron's Battlefront, you're just shooting, or the um, Jedi Fallen Order, where it's this story-driven game. Mm -hmm. I want lots of fun game modes in the world of Clone Wars. What do you think? Um... In terms of general thoughts, I think it's a really interesting take on an era where a lot of people Mm. um, are familiar and love, I think, the popularity of the Clone Wars, both in movies and also outside. I mean, we've seen how it's taken them into, you know, these characters into The Mandalorian and now their mainstream. I think it's a really interesting era to explore. I think 
I completely agree with you that whatever new game comes out, it needs to be different to what we've seen so far, but also familiar. Yes. So I like how you've used things that have not only occurred in Star Wars in the past. I think Lego Star Wars, The Clone Wars, is one of the most underrated Lego Star Wars games ever. I loved it. Yeah. Um, but Probably my favourite one. It, it's, it is... I like how the, then you've used these different um, video games to give me that, okay, I see it. Yeah, it's, the, the, the key factor here is... I think there is a huge driving force in the gaming universe that makes either your game is a story-driven game mm-hmm. and it's all about character and acting mm. and and stuff, or it's completely unique and no one has ever thought of anything even close to this idea before. And if it's not either of those, it doesn't get any play. Well, and I think I, I yeah. think the point of this is here is the here is the reference point. Here's where we started with all these ideas. Mm. Then we put Star Wars on top. Then we played around with the game modes. So, um, the heists, the missions, mm. are not just GTA heists, but they take the idea of the co-op mission where mm. you have tasks and you work towards a goal that you can play co-op as opposed yeah. to just doing it's a heist. You, we well, yeah. built it up. And I, I, I like, I like um, that you've got these different game modes to suit different players. And I think this is one of the issues that a lot of Star Wars games have almost fallen um, into, is that you have to be in a certain mood to be playing one of the games. Like, to yes. play Battlefront, you have to be in the mood to just be playing a shooter to run and set in Star Wars. You and there's to play nothing else. Jedi Fallen Order, you have to be in the mood to have that story. Um, and again, there's that replayability of it. It's the kind of game you have on your console whatever it is and i'll get that in a second but you have on your system and you go back to consistently you go okay especially if you have those seasonal events i think it's a really good thing obviously i know you're in uh, influenced quite heavily from things like hitman where um you really liked that constant that was the exact influx of new things thing of not necessarily monthly but Mm. seasonal every couple of months or every so often you have something brand new which you then have it's not a um this is a one-time only event you have to play within these five days Mm. or this month or you'll never do it again it's not the overwatch seasons where you have sort of christmas halloween because i don't think those ideas fit into star wars no it's the kind of event where where thank you for adding this yeah you brought me back in yeah. But you're not telling me, you're not mandating when I play this game. Yeah. You're allowing th- me to play it whenever I yeah. want. And I think that's a really good way of doing it. Um, I do have a question in terms of the original ideas, uh, game modes and stuff like that, um, yeah. in terms of like the PvE um, for versus everyone sort of thing. In terms of physics, um, I play Battlefield 2 and 3 quite yeah. a lot. Are you going to have it so that um, anything that happens in world... So, say you throw a grenade, and yeah. it blows up this side of a wall, and yeah. that wall just comes down. Are you yes. have it like that? Or so are you I have it like Call of Duty, where a grenade can go off and the wall's done still? I think, so I'm an also a huge fan of Rainbow Six, mm-hmm. um, and the destruction that can take place there. Yeah. And I would argue one of my biggest, not problems, but one of the things that I, 
I always think about in Rainbow Six is there's some walls that you can blow up and some walls that you can't. Yeah. And some walls are completely solid. You can't do anything to them. Um, and then other walls you can just walk through <laughs> effectively. Yeah. And I think it would be cool. It would be a challenge mm. to create such a, such dynamic environments. Mm. But I think for certain game modes specifically, yeah. such as the garden, the garden yeah. ops for Plant vs. Zombies style um, Republic Defender mode, that's what I call Oh, I've, I've stolen that name from the other thing. Oops. <laughs> I wonder where I got it I'll from. It. <laughs> um, but the idea of, of those defense mich- missions would make a huge amount of sense that you can um, destroy things. Obviously, it has to be limited to a degree. Mm-hmm. Um, but it would be fun to be able to be in, for example, a ruins, but you can actually just knock the ruins down. So you can have incredible sightline. Oh, right, yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. I like that. Or um, you're in a base, mm. for example, hunkered down, and the droids are coming in from the outside, and they're destroying doors and walls to get in from different directions. Mm-hmm. Okay, I like I think, that. I think there's a lot to play with the destructibility, but I think it would be on a, a game mode by game mode basis, yeah. which may end up leaving it removed entirely because of complications yeah but um i would just say the game mode the point of them the reason they're so different is when you go into a game mode it should feel like a different game it should feel like well that's the thing i think someone who really likes tower defense games will play certainly Mm. that mode more than others maybe even battle the battlefield mode and then someone who likes the plants versus zombies can play that there may be people out there who don't touch a certain game mode but i suppose that's the whole idea of having the different ones on there yeah. is so that you go if you like star wars if you like clone wars there's gonna be a game mode on here that suits you yes and i think no, I, I like that i think the challenge would be would be i like games that you you pay once and that's all yeah. we're asking of you and i would i would i would like to say say you give this game a five-year cycle you have a game mode, a, a brand new game mode added every year. Mm. One thing I didn't get to talk about was upgrade rewards, customizations. Yeah, I think the 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 reward systems and upgrade systems we've seen in things like uh, Marvel's Avengers for an upgrade system, or even Battlefront for a cosmetics system, mm-hmm. and the extras you have. I think are too complicated, mm-hmm. unnecessary, and I would want to simplify it straight down to, for example, there are skins you can have. Yeah. Maybe also weapon skins. Maybe you do a Rainbow Six Siege and you split out headgear and outfits, mm-hmm. something like that. But by and large, there are there are no more than three ways, maybe four ways to customize your character, three or four mm-hmm. things to unlock. No one cares about stamps or uh, it, maybe emotes a bit. You mm. could have an emote as another one, but no one cares about stamps or voice lines or anything like that. They're no. just extras to distract. I want to keep it focused on what we've got. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the loot box mechanic works, but I think it should be implemented in an Overwatch style sense. They are cosmetic upgrades yeah. only. 
but you also get them for free. You do yeah. not have to spend a penny in this game. If you play it every other day, eventually you will unlock everything. Yeah. I think it's possible to have exclusives. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's a fair thing. Effectively, you're paying for the game to be able to keep being made. Yeah. But I think that would be kept to a minimum of one with every content drop, for example. There's a yeah. Captain Rex skin. Yeah. But that, that maybe has the helmet off and looks exactly like Captain Rex. Yeah. Well, here's my next question in terms of exclusives. Um, you've kind of mm-hmm. touched on it a little bit there. Where, in terms of platform, are you envisioning this? Because if I make a point, I feel like some of these game modes, especially, can work off console. I think... Now, I, I am a very strong believer in the non-platform exclusives. Mm-hmm. I believe wholeheartedly that you can make a game for any platform yeah, and make a game work on any platform. I don't like the idea of saying this is exclusive. You have to have a PlayStation. You have to have an Xbox. Mm-hmm. Especially with Star Wars fans, there is no... They don't have an allegiance to a games console. So I think that would be a mistake. I think in terms of platform, you're obviously looking at the Xbox, the PlayStation... Mm-hmm. PC and Switch. Yeah. Um, and then I think as you move beyond that into mobile, you might be looking at, for example, taking the um, s- some specific modes. Yeah. I think what would be more likely is using the core principles of this game set in the Clone Wars you ha- you playing as the clones in mm-hmm. these events. There's not really Jedi to help you. Mm-hmm. Creating a, a unique mobile new game mode that plays on mobile. Mm-hmm. So rather than having all these game modes try and work on mobile, keep those as the console experiences. But then you have another one, an additional thing that you can connect with your account. So... You can have all your skins and play as these characters, but it's a different type of game. And I yeah. don't particularly like mobile games mm-hmm. in the way they're monetized. So again, the point would be there's no separate monetization. Yeah. You get this game. It is effectively a big advert for this big game. Yeah. It's I'll something have. to make you go, oh, I'll try this, oh, I'll try that. I'm very committed to making Switch the full game. Yeah. I think if it has to run at a lower resolution at a lower frame mate if it has to lose a game mode fine but i mm-hmm. would expect the majority of stuff to be playable on switch mm-hmm. but not at the detriment of bottlenecking what xbox one x ps5 are capable of yeah if that makes sense yeah it makes sense um okay i want to talk about feature as in like so you i know are a massive fan of the clone wars mm-hmm. are we gonna see characters i know there's no story but are we going to have in some of these features in some of the seasonal events maybe just in in some of the customization as you've already mentioned rex are we going to see some of these characters pop in are you going to be able to maybe instead of fighting darth maul you're fighting anakin are you going to see the bad batch are you going to see cody people like this are we going to are we going to, because I think one of the things that I think Star Wars fans would be wanting is these 
recognizable characters to add yes. to their ah oh, i get to see i get to play as a clone but at the same time look there's ahsoka look there's rex you know so i think what's hugely important in making any game and i think i think this is one of the places that stars has fallen down is forgetting canon mm-hmm. forgetting the idea that the clone troopers have to fight the droids Mm-hmm. The rebels have to fight the empire. So in Battlefront, you cannot play clones versus um, stormtroopers. First order, yeah. yeah. You have to play clones versus droids, rebels mm-hmm. versus stormtroopers. And I think what would be exciting in this game is is just just accepting that this isn't this isn't canon. This isn't a story. That's the point of not making it story. It's just adventures mm-hmm. in this universe. Mm-hmm. You can be set a mission. So I like the idea that the hub, the the Republic cruiser, has all these characters in it potentially, and they're the ones who set you the missions. Potentially, mm-hmm. the seasonal heists that we're talking about mm-hmm. are a sto- are story driven. You have to pass between these characters, Anakin, Obi Wan, Rex, Ahsoka, mm-hmm. Cody, to be able to um, complete them. Yeah, they're the people who give you the missions. They're the people who say we need to do this. Mm-hmm. I think potentially um, you have situations, and I think I think this would be this would be important to me. Is so we should have skins of the characters mm-hmm. that are famous. So Rex, Cody, they should be purchasable, yeah, or unlockable, or however we however we manage it. I want to be able. To, I don't want to have to go. Well, you can't have this skin because Cody's in the game. I don't yeah. think that matters. Okay. I think you should be able to just play as the characters you want with um, the, the... You should be able to play the characters you want wherever mm-hmm. you want to play them. I think what one important thing in terms of um, class distinction mm-hmm. is you would have to make a choice where characters were classic, heavy... Yeah. Medic, Captain, Sniper, etc. But I feel quite successfully you could say Anakin, he is a classic character. Yeah. You can, rather than playing as a clone trooper, you are playing as Anakin with the clone trooper weapon, mm-hmm. but it's Anakin. It's yeah. Obi-Wan. It's Ahsoka. It's yeah. any of the others. Limited to, when you look at humanoids, you wouldn't necessarily easily be able to use Yoda yeah. because he's a different size scale. <laughs> Small target, think, yeah. <laughs> I think talking about it, it would be cool to have. You've got the droids mm-hmm. doing the same games, the same in the same way. Plants vs Zombies. You can play as the plants or the zombies. Mm-hmm. You can play as both sides. Mm-hmm. I think that would be nice. Again, in just adding a bit more diversity to it, diversity mm-hmm. into what people want to see. We want to see all the ships, all the weapons, all the locations. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think having that duality to it would work quite successfully. Makes sense. Okay, so in terms of what you've just said there, because obviously you're saying you can play as the droids, same customization available? Are you able to sort of like switch between two? You can choose costumes for droids, obviously they're less recognisable, but then you would arguably be able to play as Count Dooku holding a droid weapon or whatever. Yeah. It would mean that you could also incorporate characters from other eras mm-hmm. without the 
how's the best way to put this? Without the cannon clash, it doesn't make sense for Darth Vader to be fighting clone troopers, mm-hmm. but we can just do it. Yeah. Okay. Let's well, not say we can't do this. Are, 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 are you planning on using the models to go into different eras? Like, obviously, you've got the clones who also did Order 66, so you could have clones versus Jedi, but also stormtroopers are they going to have an appearance they aren't clones so it's very different but i think it's less again again you've said about order 66 it's not about a driv a a story or you have to know why you're doing a thing it's about being in a um look being in the clone wars world in that universe playing alongside people but it's, just, but specifically the Clone Wars, so you wouldn't be going. No, no, into in the, the in the universe, but you don't have to. You don't have to explain why the clones are fighting Anakin. Someone yeah. is just wearing the Anakin skin. They have the okay. same powers as Maul and Count Dooku. It doesn't matter. They just happen to have chosen that skin. Okay. I I very much like not forcing people. Not it, again in the same way in Battlefront. You can only play clones and droids. You can only yeah. play. Um, rebels and stormtroopers. I like the idea of having that flexibility, so yeah. it's just up to the player of what they want it to look like. Makes sense. I'm I'm really pleased. Honestly, I think it's a really interesting idea. I think the most like whenever anyone thinks of first person or whenever anyone thinks of clones, they automatically go into that sort of like assault level battlefront style. We're just mm. going to be shooting people. Mm. And I think that is very much a breath of fresh air, what you're showing in this idea of it doesn't have to be that. We, there's plenty of other game modes. And I think using those yeah. other games as reference points means that just listening to it m- makes me go, okay, yeah, no, well, that does work. And this definitely does work. I worry about how much, obviously, going into next gen it kind of helps with the you know, the new PlayStation 5 and stuff. It can hold a much bigger game. Mm. But I worry about that much being in one game, whether it's going to have a lot of server issues or anything like that. So Plants vs. Zombies, for me, is the proof of concept. If you look yeah. at Plants vs. Zombies 2, you've got your hub world, you've got your garden ops, graveyard ops, you've got some best single player, but you have some semblance of story missions, and then you mm. have lots of modes beyond that. Mm. I think... The point of this is each mode isn't that deep. It's not that complicated. Yeah. The point is it's it's simple, understandable. Effectively, it could be played by younger audiences on easy mode yeah. and harder audience and, and older audiences on hard mode. Yeah. I think I think Garden Warfare being a start, you end up with ideas like the battlefield from Lego Star Wars 3, yeah. but you take it up to a to an adult level, effectively, if you will, where it's yeah. not just running around building things. It's you have to think of the strategy of how you're going yeah. to win this battle. We need Risk to move to this good. location and take mm-hmm. this base. If if uh, another way of thinking of a battlefield would be very similar to the way Settlers plays. Oh, yeah. Settlers or, and games like that where you have to build your town, your village, and then take over others on the same map. Mm. Imagining it as two sides at either end they have that and you can you can construct that but very importantly you're playing it from the ground mm. 
you have these sections where you can build and you run over to it and construct this in the same way you do in Lego Star Wars 3. Um, and I think that mode is, again, something we have never seen before. Yeah. But is familiar enough, is explainable enough using existing concepts like mm-hmm. the game of Risk, like the game of Settlers, like Lego Star Wars 3. Yeah. No, I really like it. I only have one last question for you. Shoot. And that is, where are we going? As in, like, what battlefields are you envisioning? Are you thinking Kamino? Are you thinking Coruscant? Are you, where are you thinking these places are going to be? So I think the, the, the great thing with the, the defense mode, the four, the four troopers defending against waves yeah. of enemies, is you can really set that anywhere. That doesn't have to have a logic to it. You could set it on Kamino in the clone things. Oh, mm-hmm. there's droids running in. We need to take them out. Yeah. You could set it on a Republic cruiser. You're in the middle mm-hmm. of their fl- the ships are docking and you're running around. I think yeah. the question would be the scale. How big are these maps? And mm-hmm. I think it would be fun to make a variety. I don't think you have to use a cookie cutter mode. I think, again, going back to the strategy, you have to think of how you're going to approach this mission. We're going to yeah. Kamino. We're all inside. Is there any point taking a giant force field? Probably not. No. Um, and you have to just think and plan ahead. Okay, I like it. I really do. I really, really like it. But oh, um, to, to carry on answering your questions, place, places like Geonosis, mm-hmm. places like wherever that ambush episode happens to Yoda, that's literally the first one. Um, oh, there's an episode in particular where the droids take over a clone outpost and they have to make their way back in. Mm-hmm. you could effectively have the clones in that outpost and the droids attacking. Yeah. I think it would be great to use... Um, locations from... Use locations, use events that happened, but just... It's not that event. It's just no. an event in the same place. You but feel you like you're Endor. playing this episode. You can have Hoth. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I like them. I really, really do. I think you've done really well in terms of fleshing it out. And... Yeah, I, I think you're right. I would love to play that game. It sounds great. I would. I'm a bit upset that this doesn't... I'm not actually I'm not actually able to do this. Just so, send this episode to Lucasfilm. Yeah, I, I already did. <laughs> they, they won't return my calls anymore. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, so... Show me what you got. What you got for me. Right. Oh, let us stretch first. Can you not like push into me? There's not a lot of room in this lift. Remember, we're in a lift. <laughs> Sorry. Yes, oh, of Don't course. break the universe. No, I'm just swinging a cat around. Sorry, I'll swing the child around. There you go. Why is there, um, a, why is there a child in this lift? It's the child. I've got Baby Yoda with me. Don't, don't, don't judge. Oh my God. The, the child is in this lift. Oh my God. Baby Yoda, get us out. He's, you have he's the, the one who stopped it. He used the force to, to oh. cause the breakdown. Oh, because Baby Yoda wants to hear our game ideas. He does, exactly. That's yeah. why. <laughs> right. I'll take you back to when the Clone Wars was there, right? The Clone Wars wait, wait, was around. Wait, wait, let me close my eyes. I'm going to imagine. Okay, go Just on. imagine it. The, the, the beautiful time of 2006, 2007. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and you just meet these characters for the first time. And there you are watching Anakin and Ahsoka talking to Rex. And all of a sudden, as Plo Clune says... These are more than just clones. They're men. They have stories. Mm-hmm. And that, that is where this game begins. The clones, they have stories. You can open your eyes now. 
No, I'm imagining. Um, and I think that idea has captured people's imaginations for the past decade. It's why we have characters like Rex who have been fully fleshed, uh, fully um, written and, and, you know, who have all these backstories and who ended up making their way into, you know, other media and all of a sudden you've got Rex is now apparently in Return of the Jedi, even though he was never even around technically at that point. And I just think this story of the clones are more than just biological repeats. They have personalities is a really interesting idea to take and see where it goes. Now, when I think of uh, video games that are set in space or in a universe that's not our own, the two that come to mind are, yes, Jedi Fallen Order, Star Wars did an amazing job with that game, but also Mass Effect. Now, I think people are bored these days of open world games. I am myself 100% looking forward to the new open world game from Star Wars. But every game that seems to come out needs to be open world. And I don't think it does. Because I think if you create a world that is vast enough but still linear, people lose that need to go exploring there are always things to discover in a linear story you know you think of as much as i think the game as a whole didn't work marvel's avengers the lin the story beats were in many ways linear and you still had things to discover you still had like little bits to go find and i think that's a really interesting concept that actually you can create this linear world that is slightly explorable but not to the point of needing an entire planet to go and explore. Now, the reason why I mentioned Mass Effect earlier is because I think anyone who knows video games can accept that the Mass Effect first trilogy was a ground-breaking piece of storytelling that completely relied on moral choices. Taking that and putting it into the clones who have their own personalities, I think is a really interesting concept. So for my game, what I want to do is take a clone trooper, take yourself as a clone trooper, make decisions as that person and follow a story from a clone trooper from conception in Camino, where you're training and you're learning the ropes through the Clone Wars, through the stories of the Clone Wars, through Genosis, through Ryloth, through all of these different places that they discover in the Clone Wars TV series. Through Order 66, where your clone is given no choice but to obey their orders and turn on their friends. And as we saw in that Clone Wars um, episode with Ahsoka and Rex, they knew what they were doing. They wanted to fight against it, but they couldn't. Through the rise of the Empire... You as a clone have to fight alongside the person who made you turn on your friends. You have to fight for the Emperor. You have to fight the Kaminoans who actually birthed you. You have to go back there and take that technology that we know Sidious uses. And then something happens. You run into someone. Someone very important to a lot of people who loved 
the Clone Wars. As we all know, the Inquisitors were sent, along with their death, death squads, to try and hunt down the Jedi. And as we know, Ahsoka had dealings with these Inquisitors. But she knew, just as we saw in that episode, how to stop these clone troopers from turning on them. She recognised you from something that you did earlier on in the campaign. And she manages to break you out of the control of the Emperor. And all of a sudden you're left there. Completely free will. Saying to yourself, I need to fix this. And so all of a sudden the journey takes a change of pace. It goes towards the rebels. You manage to fight alongside the rebels in order to try and repent from everything that you've done. But here's the thing. Clones, they age at a different rate. He's getting old. Your character is no longer able to keep up. It's getting to the last days of the Rebel Alliance. The Empire seems to have created this machine which is able to destroy planets. You help as much as you can, but you are an ageing clone. You can't do it. And as you lie there, unable to do much else because you are expiring, you watch as the second Death Star is blown up. And finally you can rest, knowing that you've done what you can to repent on the evil deeds you did with the Empire. And so that is the overarching story. The issue here is that it could very easily just be a one by one by one, this is what happens. But this is where Mass Effect comes in. Now, you're not a rebel, you're not a clone commander. You don't get the choice to decide, you know, where you're going. But the one thing you do get to decide is how you act in those places. How you talk to a superior. How you try and fight back. Who you make friends with. And so all these decisions moving through. You may even get the choice at the start to choose who your Jedi commander is going to be in the Clone Wars. And you can fight alongside them. You can choose Anakin Skywalker if you want to. And be part of his 501st Legion and fight alongside Rex. Or you could choose Plo Koon. Or you could choose Obi-Wan. Or you could even choose Ahsoka when the time comes. And all these decisions impact the way that your story is told. So it means even at the end when you know exactly what's happened. You can go back. You can find out exactly where another path would have taken you. And I like to bring up at this point a different game. A very linear story, but also one you can explore. And also one that is incredibly imbued with um, moral choices. And that's Detroit becoming human. Because I see a very big similarity between the stories. You have an android who is finally able to make human choices. Who feels things. And that, that very much is a concept that people felt about the clones. The clones to a lot of Jedi, as we saw in the Clone Wars TV series, were just droids in many ways they were just flesh droids they were just things that were there to expire there to be sacrificed and they never had any feelings but the thing that we always found through the jedi that we know and love through anakin through ahsoka through plo Koon, through yoda is that these clones were not just that they had these feelings they had these emotions they had these stories to tell 
And so I think in many ways, Detroit would be an amazing framework to sort of take a, a story and see where it goes. It will even be a case of, you could take a story and say you were to choose Ahsoka, you die earlier than you're supposed to because you're not able to fight it like Rex is. And that, that um, cruiser crashes into the planet and you don't survive. Or maybe you do. Maybe you manage to figure out a way of stopping it just before the end. And maybe your, the choices you make suddenly impact the way that your story goes and suddenly you're stranded there. The point is, it is all dependent on how you want to tell a story. And so as much as we've had Star Wars games with stories just like The Fallen Order, and as much as we've had games set in this era where you're shooting as a first person and you're just taking it through, this one is different because this one is your story. Now, you may be asking, okay, what else can you do? You know, is there a customizable element? And I think the point in this linear, uh, this linear story is, just like as you've said previously, it's important to have a hub world. It's important to, if you're a clone who is, has this personality, you need to be able to show it. And just like Rex did, just like Wolf did, just like Fives did, you have certain markings. And so each player will be able to completely customise how they look, you know, the, the markings they have on there. Will they have their squadron logo on their helmet? Will they make their helmet a completely different colour? You can play with all shapes, different um, logos, different... Um, sort of like armor compartments will you have a certain rifle will that right you know if you've got a minigun all of a sudden you have the option to have a belt of bullets around your um, chest like Chewbacca would all of this is down to you and how you want to play it and of course through this story you will encompass you, you will encompass everything it means to be a clone all the different faces that you'll see you'll go and meet loads of different recognizable characters that brings people towards this game that makes people go you know what I really don't play this game because at one point you get to meet Chewbacca and at one point you're fighting alongside Han Solo and you're trying to, you're trying to defeat him. And at one point you're, you meet Luke Skywalker when he's a boy on Tatooine when you're still fighting for the Empire. All of these things bring someone closer and makes them go, I want to explore what I can find out. I want to know where I can be posted. I want to go to Hoth and that's where my station is. I want to go to, I don't know, Kamino and take all the cloning software and make sure it's in the hands of the emperor it is all up to you okay okay <laughs> so i like the concept <laughs> that's I not have... a good sign <laughs> no 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 it is it is i think i think there is a vision you have a vision of a game where you are in control of your actions Mm -hmm. I make two two points. Mm -hmm. Firstly, and they both relate. I think so. So you're talking about from the, the Clone Wars all the way to the end of the Empire mm -hmm. and beyond mm -hmm. is a massive breadth of time. It is, and I think the game. The concept of a game, the choice for making decisions would be better served focusing in, zooming in, and choosing an event. 
well, a, a, I... a, a time period to focus on. Where is it? And then my second point would be, I think while you talk about the clones having lives and stories, mm-hmm. I think the element of choice that you speak of, mm-hmm. the looking to a different era, the fall of the Empire, the Death mm-hmm. Star has just exploded. Mm-hmm. You've got no boss anymore. You're a stormtrooper. You're not being paid. Do mm-hmm. you become a goodie, a baddie, a bounty hunter? It's an interesting dot, idea. Dot, dot. And I think that's the thing. I, I like the idea of what happens afterwards. But yeah. the thing we know about mm. a clone trooper mm. is that they accelerate. They have an accelerated lifespan. They, they, yeah. they you know, and I, as much as it would be interesting, we know that Rex is what the age of about eighty in Return of the Jedi. So, yeah, yeah he is. If you look at if you look at him, he's he's big bushy silver beard. Yeah, there's um, twenty years between Clone Wars. Yeah, but he yeah, but he's, he's accelerated. What I'm saying is, oh, is the okay, equivalent of an eighty. Yeah. So, you couldn't really do much after that. I'm not saying there isn't possibility for more after that. Mm. And here's the thing about your first question. I mentioned that Mass Effect was probably the best sci-fi gaming trilogy and this is what i put to you what if each era was a different game the clone wars up until the point of order 66 was the first game Mm. and then you had order 66 through to middle of the empire the rise of the rebels as the second game and then the third game it's you trying to repent for all of your actions in between. I can see it. I can see it. And that way, say the end of the first game, the culmination of all your actions, and of course it transfers over into each game, the culmination of all your actions is where you end up when Order 66 happens. If you're with Ahsoka, what happens then? I still think that if you if you look at the majority of games, you're looking between twenty and forty hours gameplay, mm-hmm. story gameplay that is, not mm-hmm. crappy finding Riddler trophies in an Arkham City. Thank you very much, Rocksteady. <laughs> um, I think you need. I think it needs to have an event. I think. I think maybe the first game is a bit before mm-hmm. Order sixty six and the moments following, and that is the span of the first game then there's a gap mm. then there's the second game then there's a gap then there's a third and you and you focus in on what is the point what's the point of the game what's the choice they really really have to make and i think you talked about clones not having a choice mm. i think you could really get into the when does the choice come so so we know that clones have a can resist or can to a degree. Yeah. That could be your focal point of your, you've chosen to be on a mission with Ahsoka. You're stood next to Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. You turn and shoot on her, but maybe then rather than following all your clone buddies to the ship to get taken to be stormtroopers, yeah. you run away and hide. Or mm-hmm. you go and be a stormtrooper. Well, yeah. Or you don't. Do you know what I mean? Well, this, is, this is the thing I find. Um, I don't know if you play Detroit. Um, I haven't played Detroit. I haven't played Mass Effect. 
Well, my reference pool is small. <laughs> Detroit's a really interesting game because yeah. if you were looking, so it shows you at the end of every sort of chapter mm. the choice tree, and it is it's literally branches where you could have died right at the start and yeah. had to restart because something could have happened, and then it's this huge tree of there are so many different possibilities even down to a fact of to be able to get a certain one you have to have investigated every single little bit and so i think that's a really interesting um structure to use is that say you're in that ship with ahsoka Mm. to be able to properly survive running away you have to have done i don't know a certain amount of conversations or uh, discovered a certain amount of things when talking to Ahsoka or doing, you know, or when investigating what happened with Fives or, you know, you have to have done certain things like Rex did. Like, mm. you, unless you, and if you don't do that, you, you, that way is closed to you or you would run away and then the Empire finds you because the inhibitor chip's still working and they can locate you. There's all these different possibilities and I think as much as I understand what you're saying about it's a very long breadth of time, the point is is that because it's a linear story, yeah. each mission can have that gap. Yeah. So you've got a hub world and you go back to it and then you go, okay, your next mission is, I don't know, we need you to go and explore um, Tatooine because we've heard of a kidnapping of a child. I don't know. Um. And that's actually three years after the mm. first one, after the after the previous mission. Because you're a clone, obviously that hub world is where you can then interact with people during the meantime and stuff like that. But because you're a clone, the battles are the events. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, you're still a, it's still a shooter. You're still running around. You still have object- objectives and stuff in each one. It's not completely, I'm just going to be, you know, it's not a um, walking simulator. Um, but that's the fun of it. And I think... The timeline of the Clone Wars, you can have six or seven missions in between there, and that can span over fifteen years. Yeah, and I like I I understand what you mean, but I think as long as you have enough meat in between, mm-hmm. if as long as you sort of don't go, you know, your first mission and then all of a sudden end of the Clone Wars Order sixty six, it won't disjoint people. Okay. I, um, and I, I, that to me would be why I think it, obviously I do agree that there needs to be a okay what decision are you leading up to just like in Mass Effect each at the end of each Mass Effect um, there's a big decision that happens and it happens according to how you've played the game mm-hmm. so like the end of the first one it's okay do you choose the humans to, uh, to save or do you save the council when you're facing Saren or the second one it's okay do, who, who survives and stuff like that this massive fight against the collectors and then the third one is okay what happens with the reapers obviously it was mishandled but there's those big events like the first game might be um, as I said who do you go with for Order 66 like do you do, are you one of key Ali Mundy's who ends up having to shoot him down? Are you with Anakin? Are you with... And all your decisions up to that point lead you in a certain direction because, say, you've been quite aggressive and so it means you're filtered into the 501st, which is why we're with Anakin. Or you've been very peaceful and you'd rather um, be tactical, well, that means you go towards Kiani Mundy. Or you're more emotional and that means you go towards Ahsoka. And there's these okay. branches that lead you to a certain point at the end of each game. 
So you've talked about the, the branches, mm-hmm. the direction of the game, the direction of a story. One of the biggest things that, that a game needs to have is sense of progression. Mm-hmm. So if you take my game, the, the game is unlocked. When you level up, when you do whatever, you get more unlocks, more things. Yeah. More levels, potentially. What do you get? What is the progression? Do you get more powerful? Do you get better weapons? Anything like that? Um, you Obviously, the clones are in an army. And so yeah. it gives you very much that level basis because you go okay well you start as a recruit and then you work your way up in the ranks now that what the ranks bring you are things like obviously you've got customization elements and stuff like that which are naturally going to come in with come in with it obviously if you become a captain you get to have a certain customization yeah um yeah. but yeah i think as well the big guys get the big guns you know <laughs> the more important the more the more skills you learn you know, you might be going through the story and all of a sudden you go, okay, I now know how to set up this force field. I know now know how to throw this grenade and stuff. And so you get these different parts but, and stuff. But I would say with a linear story where you're not replaying, mm-hmm. does that have any effect? Again, not played Mass Effect, not played Detroit. Mm-hmm. Is there any point in learning how to set up a force field because you can't use it well to go back and do this. If no, that makes but here's sense. here's the thing. Yeah. What you can do is it means going forward mm. there may be a point going forward that if you don't have that force field mm. something else happens and the branch goes in a different way. What I'm saying is the repay value is that you're learning these things in certain ways so that you can do decisions in the future. You okay. might not learn that and so you go in a different direction. I would say that's the same as the story development if your character makes a good decision or bad decision if they learn how to do a force field or not yeah so so the, fo- the focus the of this game it it works mm-hmm. i can see it, i can envision it what what about what about monetization that is a standard yeah. thing that every video game needs yeah. well, how we monetize is, in this this is the thing i am very much in the same boat as you when I'm playing a game, I play it. And, I, you know, I'm a story-based pl- person. I play a game for a story. I don't want to have to keep paying for it. I stopped playing Avengers as soon as the story finished. Because all of a sudden it became, okay, you have to pay for shit. Okay, but, but what... So are you having at no monetization no. in your game? No, not at all. Okay. Because I, it needs to be story based it is all about the story it's all about the whole point in this game and I really this is where it comes down to it is people like playing in the world of Star Wars right correct people are fans of Star Wars you know a lot of people love Star Wars not because of the movies it loves it because of the world that it creates and the mm. things that can happen in, in the world of these stories. And I think this game is the epitome of that. It's, okay, we're going to give you a structure. You create the story. Okay. But I'm, 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 so, so I'm, a, I'm a millionaire man who's going to pay for people to make this game for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Mm-hmm. There is no monetization. Nope. You're building a trilogy. Yep. And your game 
is built around decision-based storytelling. Yep. So my question, I play this game for a few hours. I'm enjoying it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I tail off. Okay. Why do I buy the sequel? Why do I buy the threequel? Because well, this is, here's, with, here's the thing. Yeah. You are not the audience for this game. If that is the way that you're... Is, is that if that's the way that you play a game? That, oh, have you know, sir, I am playing millions of dollars. Yeah, but here's the thing. Every game has its target audience. Correct. The target audience for this game are people who want to tell their own story in the Star Wars universe. And I understand. But my question from a monetary perspective is the the environments, the number of characters you're going to have, this is a a very expensive game to build in the same way Jedi Fallen Order was. Mm -hmm. But if you take away... If if there was a sequel to Jedi Fallen Order, for example, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but but was like a direct, the story carried on in the same way you're talking about, yep. anyone who hasn't played the first one is yep. going to be significantly dissuaded from playing the next one because they don't, yeah. they're not up to date on the story. Like you said, it's for storytellers. No, yeah, exactly. That's fine. But if but the 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 audience then needs to be big enough. If you take other storytelling games per se, like mm-hmm. Telltale. Mm-hmm. They're games that are designed again to a degree, not as diverse as yours, but they mm-hmm. are things for storytelling. Yeah. But they are much cheaper to make because of the art style they use. Yeah. And much smaller scale. But then take something like Detroit, mm-hmm. which is critically acclaimed as one of the best games. Yes. And yeah. massively unsuccessful. Yeah, but then you take Mass Effect. Again, the thing is, you've got so many success stories out there, like Jedi Fallen Order, for example, Mass Effect, all these different story-based games, which, yeah, the sequel, if you're going to play and play the sequel first, it's not going to work for you. But that doesn't mean it's not successful. Horizon Zero Dawn, right? Massive open Mm. world, huge story, amazing game. If you've not played it, play it. It's brilliant. Second one's coming out soon. If you make games purely to make money rather than to make money alongside telling a story you're gonna lose a lot of the fan base this is the reason why battlefront didn't work i would agree and i would agree story especially in the star wars universe is a way to get the hardcore fans and lots of other fans to invest fallen order battlefront 2 with its story mode people Mm -hmm. played them to know what the story was i think so we've had two major story elements from video games recently Mm -hmm. being battlefront 2 Mm -hmm. and jedi fallen order Mm -hmm. and both have had significant rumors that so for battlefront 2 it was that ray's parents were the woman in Battlefront 2. Ray's mum was the woman in Battlefront 2. Yeah. And for Cal from Jedi Fallen Order, he was rumoured to be the Jedi that would come and find baby yeah. Yoda. Yeah. Grogu, the child. Mm-hmm. He's a baby. He looks like Yoda. I don't care. 
<laughs> Don't at me, okay? My my point being, your universe cannot, because you're including major characters like Ahsoka, like Anakin, fall into canon. It has to be something separate. Because each story will be different, which I think is a great selling point. Mm-hmm. But I worry that people might not be... People might not be invested. And I think your game requires a high level of investment. You have to complete it. You've got to tell I, the story, which I, I want to do. Yeah. I, I hear this game and I want to tell it. Yeah. But there's there's no multiplayer, for example. I understand what you're saying. Right. And here's what I bring to you. Two games. Mm. Assassin's Creed. And again, I'd go back to Mass Effect. Both games have endings which are impacted by how you tell the story, right? And here's the thing. Yeah. Both of them work off sequels, right? The difference I would make, I don't know about Mass Effect, but Assassin's Creed, mm-hmm. I am relatively confident that in any given Assassin's Creed game, it's relatively ineffective on there, on the next one, because it's not a direct, you're not following the same character. Oh, take the first three you are. Yeah, but but no. let me give you an example of a different game. Mm-hmm. Until Dawn. Okay. Another different style. So it's again a story-driven game, not action-based, mm-hmm. but story-driven, choice-driven, butterfly effect-driven. Yeah. I think the reason that game thrived, and it really did. I think it's a wonderful game, a wonderful mm-hmm. experience. Is there are. The, the the game goes out of its way to make it clear it is a horror trope game. This is a, this is a classic cabin in the woods mm-hmm. mystery game, and I think it sets up a premise of at the start. I can't remember how many characters you have, but you have let's say six characters. Mm-hmm. Your job, and you take it how you play it, is either to kill them all, or to make them all live, or to only make the person you like live, or to yep. whatever, or to whatever. I, I see with your game, and clearly not knowing Mass Effect, not knowing Detroit, is is making it harder for me to see. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder that does your game, and I think I think you do when you talk about characters like Ahsoka, Anakin. Mm-hmm. You're playing alongside them. You go, I want to make sure I'm with Anakin. I want to make yeah. sure I'm with Ahsoka. Yeah. But I worry if that trails off when you're less involved with the mainline characters. Well, so where, th- so um, my question, yeah. my question I shall ask is, <laughs> if you take the first game, let's ignore the trilogy, we're going to make mm-hmm. one first. Yeah. So you, you're with your Jedi up to Order 66 and you turn on them. Yeah. Where, what, in the following events of this game, do we see interaction with major universe characters? Whether that be Sith, Jedi, bounty hunters, things, where do like- we see them? Do we, we see them? Yeah, we see them at... So obviously you've got this hub world. Yeah. So you are mostly a clone. The person you are invested in as an audience member is your clone, right? Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. the story that they're telling. You interact with the squad around you. The likes of Rex, the likes of Ahsoka, the likes of Anakin only come into it when you're on a mission with them, which is, 
I don't know, if you were saying the first game has arbitrary number, 20 missions. Yes. Four of those, five mm. maybe, because including the last one. Yeah. Are with the big characters. See, uh, and my question would be, I, th- I think go- going back to that Until Dawn vibe, in fact, I can take Batman the Telltale game as well as an example. Mm-hmm. When I play those games, take Batman, I know the origins of Two-Face, of Joker, yep. of Penguin. Mm-hmm. I see Oswald Cobblepot appear. Yeah. And I am like, n- he is evil. Yeah. <laughs> no trust. Yeah. <laughs> no be friends. No. No Batman. <laughs> yeah. And that gives me motivation to play it because I'm like, I want to see the bit where oh, it's so you're like suggesting that he's we actually evil. have these characters in it more. Yeah, my point is the driving force, I think, especially with a choice game like this, when we know it doesn't affect canon, is is you get to decide, you get to see Ahsoka being all being all badass and helping you, and you yeah. help Ahsoka. It's are there opportunities where you can say, for example, Rex comes up to you and he goes, ah. We've got this mission on this planet yeah. or on this planet. Yeah. And you know that um, from well, this, your yeah, own exactly. knowledge, again, it doesn't have to be stated, but from your own yeah. knowledge, you go, I want to be going to this planet because I know that this event's going to happen well, yeah, somewhere. That is exactly what happens. And this is what I say okay. four out of five times is when you're definitely, right? Mm-hmm. Four or five mm-hmm. times is when you're 100% whether you choose it or whether you choose it deliberately or not, you're going to be with a person. The other 15 or so missions are when your decisions will impact whether or not a person's going to be there. And so you can choose and you could have ended up having it so that you choose in, in many ways that 18 of 20 of your missions are with a Jedi. Mm-hmm. You can choose early on that you're going to definitely be with the 501st Legion. And that mm-hmm. means that definitely each time you're going to make sure that wherever you are, you're sticking to Rex. Because wherever Rex goes, Anakin will probably be. <laughs> yeah, okay. And that's the that. way it happens. So uh, what I meant is that there's going to be five or so missions or whatever it ends up being. Mm. That it doesn't matter how you play, those characters will appear. Okay, so the, 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 the next question is... The, the games that I've referenced, so my mm-hmm. reference point, is a lot more... So Telltale is, all, is always... Well, you're um, Batman, so... <laughs> but, but in the Batman one, the action, the action yeah. of the game is always uh, quick time events. Yeah. The same yeah. is with Until Dawn. How does the action mm-hmm. mesh? What choices do you make? So, for example... You're at a. Are there are there any tactics involved in decision making? Yeah. So in battles, do you have to? You get given an order. Do you choose whether to disobey and do a different task? Yeah. So this is where I go to Assassin's Creed. Now, I know it's not going to make too much sense to you, but the reason mm-hmm. why I use it is because in the latest Assassin's Creed, it's a very much choose the way you want to play, because. You can be with two NPCs, and obviously it won't work exactly this way, but the whole idea would be is that you're given... Say the objective is to take a camp, right? And you can play it one of... In Assassin's Creed, it's usually one or two ways. You can either go storming in, or you can use stealth. 
what is what will happen with this is that you're told to summer camp and you could you've got the availability to choose whether to go okay i'm going to use an atst or i'm going to use okay we're going to go in at the at night and we're going to do it this way or okay what i want to do here is hack into something and you're given these opportunities mm-hmm. they're not spelled out to you it's not objectives but all of these different ways of doing things are available to you yeah so that way you can say I, my character is a sniper and so i need a, i need a distraction yeah so what that's what i need to do i'm going to sort of go okay Go speak to Ahsoka. Go speak to whoever your Jedi is. Ah, oh, can you provide a distraction for me? And all of a sudden, they draw them out. Ahsoka stands there with her two lightsabers just looking at the camp. And they all the droids just start coming out. And then you go, right, pick them off. Or you can mm-hmm. play it whatever way you want to play it. There's these options that come to depend on your actions. It's very... I, I understand how decisions can very much be um dialogue based such as the likes of um um uh, telltale um which is a great example yeah. of just this idea of okay quick time events mixed with dialogue and it's all story driven in that way this is still a first person shooter you are still a clone who is going in and storming a base at points you know, Rex container, we need to go storm that base. Now, you can decide to go straight through the front door, or you can notice there's a back door around that way and sneak in through the side. Okay. It all I depends think... on how you as a player want to play. So your game to me is something very different from mm-hmm. what what really exists. I think I think we're using... You're using, I'm using examples of how the gameplay might work, but I think it is, again, a new type of storytelling um that we haven't necessarily seen before Mm. i really think the way that the action and the decisions will really change and make a difference well i get what you mean but i implore you to watch uh, to play or at least watch gameplay of detroit but but, because obviously it's the same the point i'm making is Mm -hmm. that i think the uniqueness of that, the opportunity to build your own story within the universe, mm-hmm. especially knowing from the outset that it will be a trilogy, but you will get to keep exploring with the character you build, mm-hmm. creates the reason to play. Yeah. But for a bro- broader audience being, I'm. it's not just about storytelling, it's about getting to experience the events in the universe that we already are aware of Mm-hmm. from the ground from that not watching it necessarily from a main character's perspective mm-hmm. all the clones or whatever but you're seeing it from from one person's journey which yeah. will color your understanding of these events and i think it would be a great opportunity to come in with a writer who really wants to interrogate the universe who really mm-hmm. wants to question order 66 and the stormtroopers yeah creation and why the clones did this and why the clones did that and why the mm-hmm. jedi stand where they do and seeing the republic the imperials from the inside mm-hmm. i think is that reason the reason is we're not this ain't your grandpappy's star wars <laughs> this is gonna be this is gonna be the star wars that the fans have thought about have considered yeah i think in a way the clone wars was to the movies what happens with all these clones yeah I think 
this is to the Clone Wars, but the Clone Wars was to the movies. What happens with that clone? Yeah, and it's it's exactly it, it's it's exactly what every Star Wars fan will sit there arguing about, talking about for an hour as we've done. Um, is that I want to play in this? Give me the opportunities, place. Why you know Lucasfilm never st- yeah exactly sandbox. Lucasfilm never stopped anyone from creating their own versions of films using it as inspiration because they mm. wanted to be able to say this is now yours George Lucas literally went I'm going to make these three movies this world is now yours yes. play with it because that's what makes Star Wars great it's Legends is what everyone sort of goes oh we want to use this in the movies because that was just the fans people who loved it playing in the universe J.J. Abrams got the job as the director for the sequels because it was him playing in the universe yes. you know and I think to the issue with a few of the games recently have been, but I want to play in this universe and I don't get to because this is all just sort of like manufactured for me. And I think yeah, we we want to... I think the fans want to make their own decisions, really. Yeah. I think, I think what we've done today is we have proven that there is untapped potential in the Star Wars video game. Mm-hmm. The news of Ubisoft making an open world game is is a nice there's another game coming but it's clear confirmation that the ea exclusivity deal is over now or in the near now or when it was scheduled to end or potentially scheduling uh, potentially ending earlier than scheduled Mm -hmm. i think i'm hoping the way lucasfilm approaches this and we've already seen announcements of an indiana jones game as well Mm -hmm. i would implore them to take pictures I would implore them to allow video game developers to approach mm-hmm. them saying, we have this genius idea for a Star Wars game. Yeah. We want to make it. Help us make that happen. Mm. Rather than being stuck with the, we come up with the ideas and we pay people to make them. And yeah. I don't know that's how it's working, but with EA, it very much felt like we want a Battlefront game. We want a story-driven game. Yeah. It wasn't a, wouldn't it be cool because the clones do this. Wouldn't it be cool because the stormtroopers do this? Yeah. When, and I haven't played squadrons, but when you play squadrons, can you take down a massive star destroyer? I'm not sure. Can you take down, can you move to the ground? Can you fly Mm. completely in space plus to the planet's surface? Yeah. I think that would really, because that's what happens when you watch the movie. That's what you want to be able to do. And I think both the games that we talked about today allow you to do something that you see, but takes it further, mine Mm. into different ways to play, and yours into a different story that hasn't been seen before. Yeah. The final thing, because I can hear the engineer, he's he's tapping on the door, he's he's about to let us out. (laughs) Um, What is the name of your game? We need to name these. I will go first. Yeah. And the name of my game, as a homage, and I think this is a good title, to the Plants vs. Zombies game that, that started the inspiration for this, mm-hmm. Star Wars Republic Warfare. Oh, I like it. Mine would be... Oh. I want to go for something like a spoof, like clone a Star Wars story. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Um, I don't know something along the lines one. of Star Wars. I keep 
I was about to say Life of Clone, but then it went Life of Pi. Um, I don't I really don't know. I'm honestly going to say that Life of Clone is a terrible idea. Yeah, and that's why I'd never go with it. Um, okay. Star Wars. You've had a lot longer to think about this. This is unfair. Oh, God, the engineer's about to break through. Uh, Star Wars. He's opening the doors. Um, Punch it. Hit the button. What are you going to say? Ah. This is your final chance. Um... I don't know. That's it. Your game. Star- Star- soldier's story. Star Wars: A Soldier's Story. There we are. It's a horrible, horrible, horrible <laughs> title, oh. but I can't think of anything else. Hello, silent engineer. In case you were wondering what we were doing, we've just created, we've just pitched two Star Wars video games: Star Wars Republic Warfare and Star Wars: A Soldier's Story. Lucasfilm, give me some money. And I'll make you money. It's a promise. (laughs) Hit us up. (laughs) Those of you that are listening, leave your comments down below. Let us know what you think of Star Wars Republic Warfare, Star Wars A Soldier's Story, which is the worst title ever. (laughs) Let us know which one you'd buy. Let us know what game you want to pitch. And we'll see you next time. We've been the two dudes. And we're no longer stuck in an elevator. Pitch.